Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to help your contact center improve the overall quality, improve your agent experience, hopefully improve the customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a call center outsourcer located here in uh, snowy, cold, eerie Pennsylvania, but I guess that's what you get when it's uh, January 19th here. So how's everybody doing? I hope uh, I hope everybody's kind of getting back into the swing of things here. I have an interesting dilemma that we've had to solve, and I know it's been a a question on a lot of your minds. A lot of you in the community, I've been I've been getting this, and just just a plug for the community. If any of you are interested in joining our SMS texting community, uh, just dial eight one four two four seven zero three six six and just uh, text uh, call center, and uh, that'll get you signed up for the community where we can have some really cool discussions, and you guys kind of have access to me. And if you have any help or ever need any help for for any of your call center stuff, but. A lot of you are thinking about the process of how do I go back into the office? How do how do our cause our call center, you know, come back into a brick and mortar facility? What are some of the things that we need to think about? So I wanted to talk about that today. And let me give you some background on why I don't want to say I'm an expert on it, but why we've I at least think I have the right to speak on it a little bit. So over the last five months, we've been going through an RFP process with a very large client. Large for us, it's about two hundred to to 250 seats to start and and kind of can get bigger from there. And they're a large financial services client. So security obviously is of the utmost importance and they need to have all of their work done unless, you know, we have a total lockdown shutdown in a brick and mortar facility. So part of this of this RFP process is they want to know how we could accomplish that and how we could get this back, you know, from a work from home into a brick and mortar facility and, and then outsource it so that they felt, you know, comfortable with the security and, and you know, all those aspects that, that a financial services client really needs. So you know, we have been thinking about this for the last couple months. I know I have talked, you know, on the podcast and to say, you know, we are a, right now we're pretty much 95% work from home, but I, I don't think that that's going to totally stay like that. I think we'll always be a hybrid contact center. So all of my financial services clients, I'm going to bring back on site when when we can. I don't think we're ready yet. Um, and not saying we meaning Expedia, just we meaning as a society, I guess, to, to bring them back um, to where the COVID numbers are. And once we get, I think, hopefully this vaccine kicking, you know, we'll we'll start to see more people come back. But I do have some, you know, I don't want to say basic customer service programs, but 
customer service programs that don't deal with credit card information are not sales oriented, no social security, no proprietary data um, that I think I will keep, uh, keep, you know, at home and, and keep that hybrid model so that we're always kind of, uh, we can go either way, right? If, if things, if something else happens and there's a catastrophe you know, we can, we can be at home, but this is a different animal, right? So we had to figure out how we can get safely. Now this is a 250 seat opportunity. Obviously you're not going to have 250 reps there all the time because it's 24 um, seven. So, you know, there'll be a peak, you know, of about 175 ish reps. So we had to figure out how to do this safely. Uh, the one thing that we have that we did go out and get, and we have set up is we have a 30,000 foot, you know, brand new contact center, totally built out. And we built it out with 250 seats thinking, you know, even though we'll only need, quote unquote, need 175, that we will be able to, you know, socially distance and, and do some things properly, you know, with the extra uh, capacity. You know, the landlord, you know, worked with us as well to to allow for us to kind of, you know, help him out too, because <laughs> there's not a lot of people right now that are going out and, and investing and, and leasing 30,000 square feet of a, of a facility, right? Everything's been, been at home. So, it was a, a pretty good relationship and, and a, I think a pretty good deal for both of us. So what I want to go through is is some of the policies, procedures that we have put in place and are putting in place uh, to bring people back safely and and how this all works. So hopefully this gets you thinking at least and, and it will help you with the process of building out your own policies and procedures for, for bringing people back home. Okay, so let's get into this. So the first thing that we've done is we thought, you know, we needed to have a safety coordinator, at least one person who's in charge per shift of everything, right? We can't just depend on supervisors to do it. We can't depend on a, a call center manager to do it. We have to have somebody who's there and whose only job is to kind of be that, you know, that maybe pain in the rear for some people, but the person who's in charge of all of these policies, procedures for safety of, of the employees. So that's the first thing is we have at least one safety coordinator on site for each shift, for second and third shift, because it's 24-7. The, the next couple things that I'm going to talk about, you guys all get, so I'm going to kind of blow through these. Obviously, we're going to require masks, right? So we are handing out disposable masks at the office, right, that people can use. We also have Expedia kind of branded masks as well. Uh, one of the things that I think is interesting and something that we had to think through and, and something that maybe you want to think through is, is the, the traffic flow of your employees. So, you know, in a 30,000 square foot, luckily it's a, it's a one story building. There's about six entrances into it and, and exits right all throughout. So we're not going to have 175 people or, you know, if it's a shift of 70 people come in all through the front door. So everyone is assigned a door and that door is where they enter and exit the building. And it's the closest kind of point where their workstation is, where their supervisors are. So we have, we just, we color coded them, right? Like a red, a blue, purple, orange. And those are the kind of the doors. We could have done numbers. We had that argument. But but anyway, just so, you know, we, we've identified the different doors for different traffic patterns. So then when a rep comes in, right, they, they enter in for their shift, they're given a, we have thermal cameras, right, that are set up at each of the doors, right? So they'll go in, they'll make sure that their temperature is proper. Um, 
We then have them wash their hands. There's different areas of the building. There's there's five or six different bathrooms that they can go into. I, I don't know if that's overkill or not, but at least for right now, that's going to be what we're going to do. We're going to wash hands, come into your station. There's hand sanitizer. There is you know Clorox wipes. So you'll wipe down your area. You'll wipe down your area at the beginning of the shift and at the end of the shift as well. And we'll, I'll talk to you kind of how we track that and how we make sure that that's happening as well. So every every employee is going to have their own station, right? So normally in the kind of the, I guess the old way we used to do things is if we had three shifts, you may have three reps in a in the same booth, right? Or the same work area um, for all three of those. But we're, we're going away from that. And again, that's why we have 250 seats for 170 reps. Um, one, we can be distanced and two, there's enough area that everybody has their own area and not another person is going to be sitting in that area um, for the day. When the rep goes to their computer and they feel comfortable that you know their safety check's been done, um, their, their temperature's been taken, they've wiped down their area, their hands are washed, right? It's a process, right? It's a, it's a process, but I think you know, this is probably the most extreme piece of it. Again, like I said, the hand washing, we may kind of... Just forego with hand sanitizer. Um, but before they log in, we have a form that pops up on their computer, right? And it just asks them three questions, right? So they'll put their name um, on the on the form. They'll type their name in. And then the questions are, have you been in close contact or care for someone diagnosed with COVID-19 within the last 14 days? Question two is we ask them if they've traveled in the last 14 days. And question three is, have you experienced any cold or flu-like symptoms in the last 14 days to include fever, cough, sore throat, respiratory illness, difficulty breathing, yes or no? Obviously, they have to answer no to all three of those questions. If they do, then they're allowed to log in, start their shift. If they say yes to one of those, then they can't log in, right? They have to go see the safety coordinator, and then we we kind of will work work through that. We also have a policy here that if you feel sick, you stay home, Right. Um, we are working with the client to, to have a small percentage of people every day be able to work from home. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do that or not, but we're going to have to overstaff and, and think that through because that's kind of the world that we live in as a, as a call center now. We might not be as efficient, but I think the safety of the employees trumps the efficiency um, of an occupancy number at this point, right? Um, so making sure that, again, service the client, make sure that the reps can can have a safe place to to be at and obviously they can afford, you know make an income as well. So we got to make sure that we're kind of balancing all those three with the priority being to to being safe and having it safe for the the reps. The safety coordinator will also be charged of a disinfectant schedule, right? So every area of the building, we'll make sure that is disinfected throughout the day. If we have areas that are, um, they have more people, right? That would that could congregate or at least use that area. They're disinfected more, right? A couple times throughout the day, we have specific products that we're using in each area to disinfect those areas. Um, we have gotten really crazy. We are pretty liberal with break, right? So, like, if you wanted to take a break. You know, and you had break time and everything, you know, you're following all procedures. We just let you go. Now we're really trying to schedule breaks unless you had a horrible call or something crazy happens where, yeah, you need a minute. That's not a problem. But unfortunately, I it's against kind of my culture and kind of our culture. But, 
you know, the times are we have to schedule breaks to have the most or the most limited amount of people um, leaving and, and being around each other at the same time. We've also gotten to the point where we're getting pretty good with knowing who's a smoker and who's not, right? Just kind of understanding that the smokers will probably go outside a little bit more and you know some of the non-smokers will go into the break areas a little more. And we don't keep any record of that. I mean, obviously we couldn't for privacy issues, but you just kind of have a feeling and you kind of know. Um, so, you know, we've been able to kind of think that through a little bit and maybe get a little bit more, I don't know, nuanced to just saying, you know, go on break, but understanding kind of where people are going to go as well. We try to just have people scheduled and, and have the, the traffic flow, right? Go right to a break room, right to a break area. You know, those types of things are important. They can't hang out and, you know, go talk to somebody who's, you know, their friend in another part of the call center. Like it's, it's, it's hard, right? It's difficult. And like for me to, it's totally against the culture of kind of what I believe in, in a call center and, and kind of the fun aspect and the, the employee engagement aspect of it. But again, it's, we got to make money and we have to keep people more importantly, we have to keep people safe, Right. And those people have to make money too. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're doing everything we can to, to keep this program going extremely well so that our employees, employees can get paid. They can be safe, clients happy. So those are kind of the, those priorities. And I know I've said it a couple of times, but they just resonate with me anytime I feel like, man, are we being too strict with this? Um, but understand it's kind of for the benefit of everybody. And hopefully it's just a short term thing and we can kind of get back to some of the things that, that we'd like to do in the, in the past. The last piece of this, and I kind of saved it to the end because I think it it's really important um, and wanted to kind of give it, I guess, its own little slot here is social distancing, right? So this is something that we've had to really think through, right? So even by putting you know, dots on the floor, right, of where people can walk and how much space that they should give, uh, we are only operating every other call center station, right? And our stations are pretty big here. They're almost six foot themselves. So, you know, we did the math and or we measured it out and they technically would be okay, but you know, we're, we're kind of trying to be uber safe. So we're going every other um, call center station. The most important thing is your break area, right? Because sometimes the reps just, I'm not saying they don't care, but you know, they're, they're just, there's, they see somebody, they want to start talking to them. So really just, you know, marking out or either we're, we're still debating whether we just leave like our desks that are in there and in chairs that are in there. Um, and just kind of, you know, put a green dot or if we just take them out and, and space them out, um, you know, for TVs, we've taken couches out, which is kind of awful, right? So again, trying to do the best we possibly can, um, to keep everybody safe, but still not make it seem like it's, it's a, I don't know, just a real sterile, awful place, right? We still want to have a, a little bit of camaraderie, but understand that we have to do it under different terms in different uh, policies and procedures. So that's kind of, I guess, the the 30,000 foot view of, of what we're going to be doing and, and how we're going to be operating in kind of the, I guess, the new norm of bringing everybody back. Um, we do have a QA area um, that will actually be at a different facility. So we have a couple buildings here in town. So we wanted to keep as much space as we can for the reps. So our QA is going to be done in kind of in our main headquarters. That are, that's kind of where my office is here, or at least it is for now. Um, so that way we can we can really space those guys out as well. And I think I kind of almost like it not having them 
you know, there. So there's, there's a better communication culture between the QA and the supervisors that happen. So the supervisors have to go talk to the reps and, and do more coaching um, when it comes to QA. And so QA's kind of went back to that real analytical you know, drill down of calls and, and the supervisors are really taking that role of, um, of, of the coach. The other thing that we're doing though, too, and I, I forgot to talk about this, it's not on my list, but just popped into my head is we're still using Slack a lot, right? So supervisors before you could just walk around and kind of high five reps and could talk to reps. Well, they can't do that right now, right? So we are keeping our supervisors still at kind of arm's length. They'll still be around their team, but they're not going to be within six feet of their team, which makes coaching and those types of things a little bit more difficult. Um, so we're making sure that we're doing more things off the floor when it comes to coaching, spacing those things out. But any type of real quick interactions we're still doing with Slack, right? Anything like a, a quick coach or something that maybe you don't want to shout out to the floor, um, making sure that we're still using Slack to its ex- to, to its full extent, almost like they're still work from home. Um, so again, we'll see how that goes. But you know, I think that that's the safest way to do it with still getting the most amount of uh, communication into the uh, into the floor and in, into the reps as well. So um, let me just check my list here. You know, if there's anything else that that I missed, um, no, I think that's that's pretty much it. You know, other than even though the the rep is in charge of sanitizing their work area at the beginning of the day, they also do it at the end. So they'll wipe down their keyboard, their mouse, you know, their computer, uh, wipe all that down. Um, and then, uh, you know, head off for the day out the same door that they came in, not the front door. So it's, a uh, <laughs> it's a little interesting, but I think it's, it's, it's going to work pretty well. You know, we've thought it out, uh, to at least as much as we possibly can. We've not implemented yet. You know, we're not starting this, this program for about another month, right? So this is all kind of our preliminary plan. If any of you guys would like this to see it, you know, we have it kind of written out. Um, as a policy and procedure, I'd be more than happy to to share it. We also have the forms that we're going to be using. I can just send those to you in a in a Google Doc as well. So, again, thank you guys for uh, for listening. Um, if it's possible in any any way, if you could please please please, you know, give us a shout out on social media. I'd love to continue to grow this. Uh, please post a a, a review on you on iTunes, right? Especially iTunes. If you can, you know, type out anything that you like, don't like, I really would appreciate it. And then please check out our communities, right? We have a um, a Vice McCall Center Geek Facebook page and a Vice McCall Center Geek Facebook community um, where we have a lot of like minds. And, and if you have any issues or questions on call center stuff, um, you're you're more than happy to kind of hear from your peers and and hopefully there's a there's a pretty good give and take there. So again, thank you guys very much. Um, I look forward to speaking to you next week and I'd love to hear some follow-up or, or, or your thoughts on uh, some of what we're doing here to, to bring our agents back, back into the office.